Thank you for listening to this message from Waynesboro Free Methodist Church. Our mission is to multiply faithful followers of Jesus Christ. We hope this message helps you along your journey. Go ahead and open up your Bibles to Colossians 1, starting at verse 15. All right, I'm going to put you guys on the spot this morning. Who has already broken their New Year's resolution? Okay, you guys are in there settled, huh? Nice. You guys are better than me, huh? No, but I hope you guys did all have a really fantastic New Year's celebration. Um, did anybody have any New Year's resolutions coming in 2022? No one? All right. <laughs> but real quick, I just want to pray for our church once again. There's not enough prayer that we can do. Lord Jesus, I'm just so thankful uh, for the year that we just had. We saw uh, many mercy, many grace that you've given us, Lord Jesus. Even through the tough times, you were present, Lord Jesus. So I just pray this year to come that we may have a Christ-centered uh, focus on you, Lord Jesus, and be with us. Be with the word today, Lord. Just, uh, just really be with us on this day, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, as we reflect on last year, we saw a world go through a lot of things. A pandemic continued to affect how our society works. National shortages on both products and workers all over the place. Prices of pretty much everything went up. If you're driving a truck right now, I'm not really sure how you're doing that with gas right now. <laughs> Outrageous. And uh, the brokenness of people continue to show in this world. But we also saw God move in amazing ways. Amen? Amen. He gave us more mercy. He gave us even more grace. We saw people find Christ. We saw brothers and sisters, our own man Jerry got baptized. We witnessed that. He continued to guide us and shepherd us. He continued to pour love over us in a justly matter. He has, is, and will continue to be the same loving, perfect, and sovereign God we've always known. Amen. Amen. What a blessing. You know, what a blessing that although we have no clue what this year is going to bring, we know that God will deliver us from it, no matter what's going to happen. As we found out last week, sometimes it's not going to look like what we want it to look like, right? But he is enough for us in all circumstances of our lives. No matter what's to come, he is enough for what's coming. Church, he's got big plans for his kingdom this year. Wake up. He's got big plans this year. And whether you're on board or not, these plans are going to happen. The kingdom is going to move no matter what. You know, God doesn't need us to build his kingdom. He's more than capable of doing it himself. But yet he wants to work through us so that we may find ourselves maturing in him. What a blessing that is. That he loves his children so much and he wants us chasing him in full pursuit so we may find our sufficiency in him alone. You know, there's going to be mountaintops this year and there's going to be some valley lows. But the same God is in control of it all. The same God is going to have his perfect plans for his kingdom unfold. Fighting it will do you no good because we aren't living in our world, but his. And thank God for that. I believe God has shown what this year might look like in Colossians. And, and it's, some of it's going to be amazing, but some of it's going to be tough for us to swallow as well. And there's three important lessons I think we're going to learn today through Colossians. One is Christ is king. He's our foundation. He is the firstborn. Two is he is going to be ready to equip us and provide himself to us. And three, at the end of the day, this is God's kingdom and not ours. 
You know, I think when we look at the, the year to come, we, we, it's like if you look at like a mountaintop, like you're on humpback rock, you know, you're at the bottom of the top, and you're thinking, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get up there. I did not bring in the floor. And we always think about the mountaintop, how we're going to get there, how we're going to get there. We look at the trails, the trees, way up there, we're not going to get through that. But that journey to the mountaintop doesn't start until we take that first step in front of us. That first step is the foundation of that journey to the top of the mountain. You know, let's say you're looking up, you take that first step, you twist your ankle. Have fun with that. Not me. You know, castles, castles aren't built until the foundation is set first. Houses built on sand will collapse. But houses built on solid rock will stand the test of time. Always make sure your foundation is set before building. Colossians 1, 15 through 17 says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, the invisible and the invisible, whether thrones, dominions, or rulers, or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and by him all things hold together. God is the creator of all things, and he was known as the invisible God because we see his creation, we see the way the world works, we see the design, but yet we've never really fully seen God until he brought us Jesus. Until he gave us Jesus, and Jesus is now the firstborn over all creation. Now, Jesus is not the first human ever created. Now, we know that was Adam and Eve. But because God is in Jesus, they are one, he has been given authority over all the heavens and earth. He is the firstborn. Hallelujah for that. That God is so good that he didn't need to give us an image that we can look at. But yet he humbled himself in human body so that we could have someone that we can go to in our time of need. God set himself in the image of Christ so that we can grow a deeper and intimate relationship with him. Now, how many times when you need, like, customer service help, would you rather be on the phone for six hours or just go to the place and actually see someone's face? It's way easier, right? Hang on, let me transfer you. Hang on, let me transfer you. Just let me talk to somebody. And it's the same way in Christ. He gave us Christ so we can see someone, that we can connect with someone. We can visually see Jesus and say, that's my God. That's my God. Oh, another blessing. This, this is going to be a whole bunch of blessings on this one, guys. Now, because Jesus is the face of God, he's king over all creation. No rulers, no dominions, no other authorities, no presidents, no rulers, no countries are above him. Only Christ. God has appointed Jesus as the image of God that we can look to. And this foundation continues. He is before all things. And by him, all things hold together. All things are held together by him. The way the sun rises, the way the cloud brings rain, the way the earth continues to move, how we keep oxygen in our ecosystem, Jesus is the reason why the whole world continues to flow in such harmony. And we're also part of that all things, church. How our body naturally produces blood cells how our lungs bring and extract oxygen so that we can breathe. How we have this crazy, a bunch of organs that's like a motherboard that keeps our brain from shutting off. Every breath you take, every heartbeat you have, 
Jesus is carefully and intimately holding that all together for you. Thank Jesus for every breath you have because he is in control of everyone. I mean, if you don't think he's powerful after that, that is the Alpha and Omega right there. The body that keeps you waking each day is held together by Jesus. But yet, our society questions God on that because some people, some people have bodies that they don't work quite right, right? They have certain parts that don't work in a certain way. So God must not be all good, right? That's not God. God created a perfect balance of human body that works in such harmony. And then mankind brought sin into this world that caused a natural disturbance of his, of his creation. No cancer, no sickness, no birth defects before sin. Even a woman could give birth without pain. Oh, I can hear my wife now. Oh, that would be nice. We'd have 10 kids if that was the case. Think about that. No pain, no cancer. Sorry, honey, I know you brought sin and now you have to bear much pain in birth. Love you. She's a warrior. But just amazing how he continues, even the sin that we brought to his creation, continues to build it. And even in verse 18, he continues with his foundation. He's also the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that he might come to have first place in everything. Last week, we found out that God is truly sovereign over all things, whether you like it or not. And uh, who has a tough time of giving control away? Come on. I know it's more than just a couple people. Yeah, me too. You know, how many of us would rather do all the work ourselves because we're afraid that it's going to get messed up if somebody else does? I thought, yeah, yeah, here we go, a little more hands going up now. You know, we'd rather put more workload on ourselves and to spread it because we're afraid of people messing up because we don't 100% know the intentions of other people. And that scares us. That is scary. That's like doing bungee jumping and you're, you're about to jump off the cliff and you jump off and you look back. And this guy's holding the other end of the rope. Now the other hand, he's having a how to properly secure a bungee cord 101. That's terrifying. That's so scary. And our flesh is not comfortable with it because we don't want someone to lead us wrong. We don't want someone to hurt us. But what if we knew the path is true? How freeing would that be? If we followed a, a blueprint that is 100% proven to be righteous, Living life with Christ first in everything allows us not to worry about how we'll pay the bills or how we're going to eat tomorrow or how we're going to find a better life. When we put the Lord first in everything in our lives, he will truly take care of the rest. To just simply surrender ourselves in him and allow him to do all the thinking, how freeing would that be? Oh my gosh. I'd be way less stressed out. To know your day, your year, and your entire life is already planned out as long as you stay obedient to the king. Now, when I say this, that the Lord's going to take care of your life, it doesn't mean we just get to sit back and sum up a little margarita, you know. We get to hang back and just relax, okay? Now, there's going to be some work that needs to be done. The Lord made us to work. 
He's provided this job, some kind of work to pay the bills or to live off of. Christ isn't just out here throwing out stimulus checks for nothing. He is here. He has made us to work. And there's going to be some kind of labor to he will deliver you. Now, it's not going to look like everybody else's, right? Not everyone's going to do construction. Not everyone's going to be a preacher. That's work. That's definitely work. Trust me. Trust me. That's definitely work. But he's going to deliver you some kind of work for this labor. But when he does, he's providing you in it. He's giving you something to feed off of. And be thankful for that. Praise that. I praised God for a bagel the other day, and it was great. The best bagel I've ever had in my life. So good. Everything seasoned bagel, you know, talk about Scott. But it's important to know your king. But even more important to know what he gave you. It's good to know our foundation is set, but it's more important to know what Jesus has given us. You know, things will happen in this year that our flesh is really going to hate. It's going to pan out, and it's going to not be how you expected. Um, if I would have kept my New Year's resolution from like five years ago, I'd have like chiseled abs and like a pickup truck. But if you catch us now, we're driving a minivan, so it's like not going too good on that. But I'm thankful for that because that was all what I wanted. That's all what Austin wanted to have. And we don't follow Jesus in the hope of gaining earthly treasures, right? We follow him because he's given us everything in his death for us. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, seriously, imagine walking down the street and some guy rushes up to you and says, Hey, I need you to sign your life to me. Don't ask any questions. Like, what? You got a beard and a cloth on. What are you doing? No, you're going to have some questions. Who are you? Why am I doing this? And the same reason you can't expect to fully follow Christ until you fully receive and understand what he's given you. He's giving you his life for you. Now, we do need to have full faith in him. There's going to be things that we don't understand. That's different. And we need to have faith in him. But first, you need to realize what he's given you. He's given you his life for you. And he did not deserve it. He was perfect in every way. But yet, he gave himself to you because he knew that was the only thing that would set the stone our salvation in him as long as we followed him. You know... <clears throat> We think about that. We think about the sacrifice that he did. But even more that God humbled himself in our body to do that. <clears throat> you know, you don't think that's tough to think that the most awful man could humble himself. Go ask the CEO to go wash the feet of his employees for a day. See what his answer is. Tammy, let me know about that, okay? Yeah, yeah she, she doesn't need that. She knows the answer. You know, God is the only one that can show himself to us, physically living as a man, because he's ready to pay it all for us. And he also did it without sin. He's ready to feel the pain. He's ready to be accused of things he did not do. He's ready to be shamed, to be spit at, to have people wanting him to die and suffer. He is ready to die on a cross for us for no crime. Hallelujah, Hallelujah come on. For nothing. He didn't do anything. And he surely didn't deserve that. Yet he did it to us and for us. Because he loves us that much. As long as we follow him, pick up our cross and follow him, we find eternal life in his name. Because he humbled himself. And he did not need to. Jesus paid it all for you. Until we receive that and 
see it as truth, that foundation of your faith can be very weak. Know your king. Know who you're going to battle with. You wouldn't go into battle unless you knew what king you were fighting for. Make sure you're fighting the right fight. We'd have no idea what's coming this year. I suggest we follow the one that does know. And the one that does have a plan for us. It's important to humble ourselves because God also has a mission for us as well. You know, Paul says in verse 25 that we are servants because Christ is firstborn in all things. Now, he's, he's the ruler. To carry out God's commission to make his word fully known, a.k.a. multiply faithful followers of Jesus Christ. God wants his kingdom known, and we are to be servants of it. He wants to use you in his mission. But what's God's mission? What does he want you to be known you know, Paul also says that there's a mystery, a mystery to be found. And I think when, I think of mystery, I think of the movie Goonies, right? A bunch of like teenage kids going down a cave looking, was it One Eye Willie, right? Yeah. Looking for a treasure. And they're going through booby traps. They also got this like weird creature that they found in the basement. Uh, don't let everyone watch Goonies. Okay, judge yourself. No, it's a classic. But we think of the mystery, you know, you have this treasure map, you're going through caves, and it's this far cave that you haven't seen before. And, you know, this mystery is somewhat similar, but it's also very different. See, this treasure is not in a cave miles and miles away. There's not, you know, the sea you have to go across. This treasure that Paul is talking about is in all of us. This treasure is Christ. And Paul says that the treasure of Christ has always been inside of you. He has carefully and intimately created you. The mystery of salvation has been revealed to us through Christ. And he's also leading you to himself. He is your adventure guide. And the Bible is your map. That's good. Then Lisa. I like that one. I'm going to save that for later. It's a Facebook post. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, there, will be, there will be hidden traps along the way, right? But it's not from Christ. It's the enemy bringing this. Because... The enemy doesn't want us knowing that Christ is in us. He wants to say, man, Christ is so away from you. God, he doesn't see you. He's so away from you. That's what the enemy wants us to think, right? But we need to know that Christ dwells in us. That's nothing that Satan can do. And, you know, Christ will have all those traps that the enemy will have for us revealed in his word. He says them all. And before you were created in the womb, he dwelled in you. Special effect. Before even your parents thought of you, Christ did. He loved you. You are a purposely well-loved child of God, and you're here for a reason. How special is the gift of life? We're always looking for the meaning of life or the reason for living, but yet it's been inside of us the entire time, ready to be revealed to us through his word. Christ dwells in all men. Pastor Scott, he dwells in. Mike, he dwells in. Jen, he dwells in. The guy serving a life sentence in prison, Christ dwells in him as well. Any man, he dwells in. But it's up to us, it's up to, us to discover that. 
how do we spread this gospel of this treasure? By proclaiming Christ himself as he is the one and the only way to true salvation. Warning and teaching everyone about his good news so that we may find ourselves mature in Christ. By seeking strength from the Lord, by diving deeper in his word, by praying intentionally to him, Praising his name when he shows, and he will show. By finding total sufficiency in him, and then testifying God's faithfulness and truth in your life to the people in darkness. God wants his kingdom to be known. He does. And he's going to use you. Jesus is the only source required for knowledge and wisdom. He's the only source required. That's all you need is Jesus. Now there is plenty of good books out there. You know there is. But make sure that this is the foundation of every bit of wisdom you have. Because everything else that's not focused on this will surely kill you. And be ready. Because God is always working. And you don't want to miss it. You know the other day me and my son were, we were jamming some Christian kids songs. And that, that classic song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Come on, church. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Yes. And, you know, I'm watching this, like, light bulb cartoon character walk in the darkness. And he's walking in this bit of darkness, and he's lighting it in. And in that moment, the Lord hit me. He wants me to walk with the light of Christ so that the people in the darkness might discover that light. A kid's cartoon. And I'm on my knees and I'm praising God. And Rowan's looking at me like, what's this dude's problem? I'm trying to watch a cartoon here, Dad. And during a kid's song, he showed me that I need to be ready. Because God is going to equip me in this year. He's going to prepare me for things I didn't think I'd be doing. Sharing the light of Christ in the people of darkness. And I was a man in that darkness. And I'm thankful that someone shared the light upon me. Praise God for that. God wants to mature you in him. Because we also need to realize we are living in his kingdom. Not ours. So Colossians 3, 1 through 4. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above, where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. You are not living for yourself anymore. You have died, and you have been reborn with the light of Christ inside of you. You are not living this year for you, but for God's kingdom. Set your morning on the Lord. Set your month on the Lord. Set your year for the Lord. Dedicate your life for the Lord. And if you haven't felt that feeling of dedicating, Lord, I am dead. His life is now yours. 
I challenge you to do one thing. Eat. Eat a little bit of bread. Eat just a little bit. Right here. Right here. This is what we're talking about today. This is Colossians. Everybody see that? This is two pages. This is Colossians. God talked to a dummy like me through two pages. Trust me, that's a miracle. Two pages. <clears throat> Feed off of two pages. Don't think about, how am I going to read this whole thing? Start with this. Two pages to feed off. That's all you need. You know, there's people like in prison. There's people in China that don't have access to this. But they have ripped out those two pages and they live off of those two pages. So what's stopping us? We live in this in this country where there's, you know, there's definitely things that are going crazy in it, but we have accessibility to this. There's free Bibles all in this church. If you know someone, take one for them. Because those two pages might save somebody's life. Two pages. Two pages. And I wish I would have known that a long time ago. You know, when I was uh, 15 or 16, I had this New Year's resolution. Um, I was going to just really just ace all my classes. I was going to become all state in percussion, which is like top tier in the whole state of Virginia. And I was going to have the best year of my life. I was setting that self up for me. And those are all good things to achieve. There's nothing wrong with those things. And as the year started, you know, it started out great. I was passing all my classes. I was really growing in my craft of drums. Um, I was really surrounded by friends I loved and cared for them deeply. It was really, really going great for me. It really was. But, you know, as the year got longer, I started to get a little drained. I was getting a little burnout. I was trying to put on this persona or this active togetherness that people might see me as like, man, this guy's having an awesome year. But really inside, I was getting totally burned out and I was drained <clears throat> and day by day it got harder and harder and harder and then uh, I just started staying up till 5 a.m. going to school with two hours of sleep uh, I was watching mind-numbing videos day in and day out uh, I was doing pretty much anything to just simply just live without no meaning and this is not my mom's fault trust me my mom's a saint and I <laughs> Treated her like trash through all of that. You know, I started surrounding myself by other people too as well. Uh, hey mom, this, I've never really told you this before. I'm sorry you're kind of finding me this way. But this is for God's kingdom. Uh, I started finding myself being surrounded by drugs as well. Uh, and as I was getting into the state of losing myself and I was getting burned out. I found this, this drug and, and it was an easy way. I tried it the first time and I was like, whoa, I got life again. This is great. And I partaken it more and more as, as I kept getting more drained and more burned out. And it ultimately led me to the spot where I just kept using drugs to get to my next fix. 15 years old and I was doing these things. And uh, 
it started to get worse before it got better. Uh, I was really skipping school without my parents even knowing it. I was just turning my back on all the people that loved me. And I was just really living a life full of emptiness. And then uh, I had this drug offered to me <clears throat> called PCP. Don't know what PCP is? It's a really hard drug. This is not just weed or alcohol. It's a very brain-damaging drug. And I, and I stand there and I look at this picture, <clears throat> and I'm thinking, what else? Nothing else is going well. I might as well do this, right? And I stood there, and I'm about to take this pill, and then I just had this memory of my mom. She's singing a song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. I just kept her playing in my head. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. But it's still. I didn't know who I was anymore. I thought about my mom, all the things that she used to do for me. Thought about the life I used to live. I didn't know who I was anymore. And the craziest thing about this is I was atheist. I say this all the time. I was atheist all the time. And I wasn't going to get saved until another three years after that. And God knew that, right? But yet, he knew I was going to continue to curse his name. To turn my back on the kingdom of God. Yet, he still touched down on earth and stopped me. Praise God. That is God. If that was Austin, I promise you I would have took in that drug. I promise you. But God intervened even if you're an atheist that cursed his name like me. And you know, I think about that. What happened that year? I was supposed to be the best year of my entire life. What happened? Well, it's because there was no foundation to build off of that year. I didn't have Christ. Sorry. <clears throat> I was attempting to achieve things without Christ supporting me, without him guiding me, without him protecting me. It was all relying on Austin's flesh. The Lord has opened my eyes to see why I failed. It's because I wasn't working through Him. I was working through my own flesh and my own flesh alone. But now I'm dead. And Christ has given me new life to live in me. Not to show off Austin. Not to show off the things that I've done. But to be a servant and to witness his kingdom. 
and to share the light upon the people in darkness. Because he is my foundation. He is equipping me. And I live in his kingdom. For we are living life for the things above us. To live life this year, we must live for what he wants, not what we want. To see how much more he can love us. And to see how much more we can love people through him. To see what more we can give to him. To see what more mercies that he needs to give us. To see how much more forgiveness we need to seek for him. To see how much more the world needs Christ and how much we do as well. This year is not for you. This year is not for me. This is not our church. This is God's church. Don't wait until next year. Don't. Don't wait until next month to start dedicating your life to Christ. Wake up and dedicate each morning to the things above. Let Christ dwell inside of you. Because if, learn from me, please. Because the Lord didn't touch on that day, I wouldn't be talking right here. My mom would be crying because I'd be in an alleyway, probably hooked on drugs. And then she'd be blaming herself. Mom, my sin, you are not accounting for my sin. That is my responsibility. Be responsible for yourself. Dedicate your day to the Lord every morning. It's not going to be easy. Trust me. I, I fell every day. I'm short of the kingdom of God. But yet, he knows that we're trying to follow this path. And he's pouring into us each day new mercy, new grace. But it won't happen unless you dedicate your life to him. We must first understand the order of the world. First Christ, then way beneath is us. For he is sovereign, and our ego and flesh will deceive us and kill us. Then receive the treasure that dwells inside us, that is Christ so that we may find ourselves mature in him alone. Then understand that this is God's kingdom. No longer be living life for ours, but for God's. We are living under his law, his mercy, his grace, his wonderful love for us. This is God's kingdom. We hope this message helps you multiply faithful followers of Jesus Christ. For more information about our church, please visit waynesboroughfm.com.